All right, guys. So uh, thanks for tuning in again today. And so um, the question that Aurora wanted to pose to everyone is, so you want to be a superhero. Okay. And the reason she asked this question, because we were watching some superhero movies uh, that, that we really enjoy. As we were watching it, Aurora got so excited because she wanted to audition to be a superhero. Okay. Well, that's great. And she you know, was super excited for this. However, I figured I would uh, do my due diligence and uh, look up some things for her. So amidst, um, you know, looking at these uh, different places to audition, I tried to look up some stipulations that you have. And so um, ran across a lot of interesting things. I'm sure some of you have heard some things uh, before as far as Disney and uh, Marvel for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so everyone wants to think, oh, it's so great be an actor, to be a superhero on screen, uh, to do all these things, and um, you know how great would it be? It's perfect. Dream job. Well, you got to be careful what you wish for uh, because there are definitely some things that may not be as glamorous uh, when you really look at the nuts and bolts of things. Okay, So we're going to peel back some of the contract terms of Disney, Marvel, um, when it comes to actors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, and all of these stipulations are stipulations that must be kept throughout the length of the contract okay so for instance you know many people are used to contract terms for like nfl players or you know sports players things like that and where it's season based or maybe it's a certain amount of years or whatever so their films contracts whenever um someone signs a contract to do um you know, a Marvel Cinematic Universe film or do something with Disney, uh, their contract term lasts for the amount of films that they are in. Okay. So like an example of that, if you sign on for five films with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the contract could last 10 plus years. Um, it just depends on actually when the film that you're going to be in is filmed and done. So a lot of these, um, a lot of these criteria, a lot of the criteria that you have and stipulations you have in the contract are things that you have to adhere to throughout the length of the contract, okay? And so for this reason, there have been people who have turned down roles um, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it is a big undertaking. And yes, it may look great on the outside, but there are many instances where um, it is not so glamorous, okay? So, we'll jump into some of these and kind of see uh, what you guys think. It's it's changed Aurora's mind. Um, you know, she's a little on edge about being a, a hero or a Disney princess later on. She's a, a little concerned about it. And uh, there's a couple things in here that were deal breakers for her, for sure. Okay, so we'll jump right into it here. And first one is, you cannot appear in any DC films. Okay, so those of you who don't know, Marvel is a, you know, superhero comics um, entity that, you know, has been acquired by Disney and they do um, superhero films and, and things like that um, under the Disney name. So Marvel is like the top dog, except for one other competitor. Okay, there's only one other in that, that space that can even be labeled as a competitor. 
and that is DC Comics, which stands for Detective Comics, okay? DC films, um, you know, include things like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Green Lantern. Those are the actors, those are the characters from the DC mythos, okay? Now, the Marvel mythos includes... You know, the ones that we've seen a lot on the big screen, the ones that you're probably familiar with, you know, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, like those uh, characters. So, if you star in a Marvel Cinematic Universe Disney film, you are not allowed to be in a DC film, okay? Now, most people are going to sit there and say, well, okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm making the money, and why would I want to be in another superhero film? It can get confusing for people. And I agree. I think it's a great thing because it does get confusing. It does get confusing as a viewer when, you know, you're watching something and all you can think of is, oh, that guy played in the Green Lantern. That's all you can think of. So it, it is something that does keep the quality of the film and the quality of the talent kind of in check. And so that's a good thing. However, um currently this is a very interesting one because of things that are happening right now so for those of you who have not seen the suicide squad okay suicide squad is a dc film um that was that was created and great film awesome actors um you know really in-depth stories to some of these anti-heroes in a way in the way you're supposed to be looking at them um really really cool interesting film great concepts to it so if you guys want to watch that film that's a great one um check it out but that film featured jared leto as the joker okay now jared leto played the joker in that film i did not particularly take well to his rendition of the joker i it wasn't for me but a lot of people loved it a lot of people it was iconic for them and some people you know, there's been plenty of years between heath ledger and this rendition that Jared Leto did. So a lot of people, it's their first time being introduced to the Joker. So I completely understand. If that's the first time you saw it, I mean, that that's who you love. That is your idea of what the Joker is. So um, interesting because, this is interesting because Jared Leto, uh, a little while back, signed on to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, okay? So he is now going to be playing Morpheus, which is a vampire-like villain from uh, the Spider-Man mythos, okay? And not that many people have probably heard of this villain. You know, he's not as iconic as, like, the Green Goblin and some of these other ones. Um, but he was huge in the TV show, uh, the animated TV show in the 90s. Um, very good villain out there. Great backstory. Um, he's really a guy that, if they portray it the way that it, it should be portrayed, he's a guy that you can... He's a villain... But you can really understand why he's a villain, and it's he's he's someone that you kind of want to root for, even though he's like kind of a bad person, not a bad person, but a bad guy in the films. Um, so this is interesting because what does that mean? Why why is this interesting? It is interesting because the Jared Leto version of the Joker can now not happen anymore. So this has essentially killed off that character. This is something I think and I, I can see Marvel doing in the future. Okay, If there's a big name actor or an actor that starts to get big through the DC movies, um, Disney and Marvel can go and snipe them. They can just go and say, hey, we want you to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to pay you this much money. Boom, done. And now whatever the DC Universe is trying to do is over and they've got to recast. And they've got to they've got to start over because if you're if you're recasting so many big names and stuff like that, it's just it changes your content, changes the quality of it. So 
This is something that DC doesn't do, that Marvel does in their contracts. I think DC will probably start to step up to do this, and I think they should. I think it maintains the quality because we still want to see DC, even if you're a Marvel fan, you want to see superheroes, guys. Who doesn't want to see Batman, Superman, stuff like that? We want to see it. So hopefully DC can get this under wraps as well, get people kind of locked in and bought into what they're doing uh, like you know Marvel has done. So... Um, yeah, interesting one there because everything going on. So you can't be in any DC films. Next, can't miss any appearances or reshoots. Okay, now Aurora was fine with this. She loves to do appearances uh, in public. She is very shy and timid around people, but she loves to be pet on and you know have some limelight on her. So she loves appearances. She likes staying in nice hotels and things as well when she's traveling on media appearances. So she, she thought this would be a really good thing for her. She didn't really mind this. However, it can be taxing. These are month-long appearances and reshoots and things like that that you can be on media um, media tours and it can really take you away from your family it can really take up so much of your time it can be exhausting so th that is something you always have to be available so you might be shooting another film and really ingrained in a certain character of that film and all of a sudden someone calls you up and says hey you're going to be in an avengers film you're going to do a cameo here we need you here now they got to drop everything they're doing get out of the mindset of that character they're playing in another film and jump right back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Very hard, very difficult, um, and uh, this is typically a problem for some of the smaller characters in the MCU. If you're Iron Man, you're Robert Downey Jr., yeah, he's you know, he doesn't have to do any other films while you know the Avengers is going on because he's making a lot of money on that. Um, that's why Sherlock Holmes didn't happen. Sherlock Holmes 3 didn't happen until recently it was announced to come out uh, because you know the Iron Man thing is is done with. So it was is is really interesting to think about this because the smaller actors are the ones that's going to be hurt by this. They're the ones who aren't getting paid as much as the big time ones, and they are going to have to figure out how to make this work because they they are doing other films while they're still under contract, and they've got to jump from one character to another, and it can hurt quality of other films. So I think we might see other films. You know, other studios not want to go for actors if they've been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or they're contracted to be, because it could really hurt and delay their film shoots if they got to drop everything they're doing because one character has to go back to Marvel and film one scene, you know, for a day or a week or however long. So that's an interesting one. I think we might see a trend kind of set there as well. Um, Next is they can only have R-rated content on Netflix, okay? And I don't know why Netflix is kind of, you know, uh, shelled out of this, but um, if there's any R-rated stuff uh, from an MCU um, character, you know, from a Marvel Cinematic Universe character, um, it has to be on Netflix, okay? Now, I, there's a lot of loopholes here. I don't see how they can, like, uh, stick to that. But um, regardless... You have seen outliers to this, obviously. Like you see Marvel characters, like the Venom uh, movies that are coming out. You see uh, the Deadpool movies that are coming out, um, which both are both of those are great franchises. Um, they have R-rated content for sure, and the only reason that they're able to do that is because they're not technically a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and Disney will tell you that, producers will tell you that, directors will tell you that Deadpool is not a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's because of the way the content needed to be for the fans. It is not going to ever be a part of that at this point in time. So that's an interesting one. I don't know why Netflix is the outlier there, but that is a stipulation. 
Um, the next one, and this was the make or break for Aurora. Okay, this this one ended it right here. Is the exercise and diet routine. Okay, spending two hours a day on their workout routine every day. Okay, two hours. Aurora, Aurora is tired and wants to go back inside after you know a five minute walk. So um, it's it's hard to get her going after the first five minutes because she just wants to go back home, especially if it's cold out. So getting this two hour exercise in every single day can be brutal. That's that's a really hard workout. Um, every single day but that's just the start of it guys because their diet consists of well and this is not for everyone but most of, many of the characters in the marvel cinematic universe their diet is made up of dry oats and boiled chicken okay dry oats and boiled chicken if that is what i had to eat every day for like six months or ten year, ten months or five years or whatever I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I'm sure I could, but man, that's really hard. And especially for you people that have done extreme diets and extreme workout routines and things like that, it is very hard to stick to these things. It is it is really difficult. It's very rigorous. You wake up fatigued every day. Like you, your mind can get cloudy because you don't have enough nutrition. Like it's really, really hard um, on these uh, actors. And so I, a lot of credit to them. A lot of credit to them for you know being able to do what they do and and continue um, you know doing these scenes because again they have to keep this up and maintain this throughout the length of the contract and a lot of people are going to say well why is that you know it, what if they've already filmed this film and they know another one's not coming out for two years that has them incorporated why do they start to maintain that well what if there's a reshoot what if they happen to decide that a Spider-Man film they want to have a cameo of Captain America, and they're just going to plug him in. He's got to look the part still. He's got to fit the physique. So that is why they have to maintain this. And it's, it's so it's very rigorous. It's over a long period of time for most of these people, and that is um, problematic for a lot of actors. And, and it's very very difficult. So major props to them uh, for being able to do what they do uh, physically to get through this uh, the way that they do. Okay, next. There is no freedom of your portrayal of the character, okay? So any creative influence that you want over a character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is gone, okay? So say that, you know, Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, wants Captain America to be a little sillier in a certain scene or whatever, can't do it, okay? There is no creative freedom to your acting. It is, hey, this is how the scene is. This is how it goes. This is what you're acting like. This is what you're doing. This is the character. Do it. Okay. There's no creativity. There's no freedom to you know kind of uh, take your own spin on it, um, and and that can be that can be frustrating for a lot of people. Um, that can be frustrating for a lot of people. Um, you know, it, it's it is something that a lot of actors take a lot of pride in, and it's the creative part of doing what they do as an art form. So. That's really difficult um, when it's, hey, this is how you're doing it, and you don't have any freedom to do that. So it, taking all these things into account, guys, it's getting really, really strict. You know, it's, it's getting like, you know, you're in a, a private boarding school, and you're, you're being taught every little thing along the way to do. Um, and we'll get into the next one, which, again, is another uh, big reason Aurora did not uh, want to take part 
in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is their social media is controlled. Okay, so the social media is like they 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 can't post things, they can't you know post pictures. Like their social media is controlled basically by everybody else. Like for for from Marvel Cinematic Universe executives and employees. They are controlling their social media because they can't allow, you know, a script leak to get out. They can't allow a picture of a scene to get out that might have something revealing in it uh, of the script, of the plot. So, like, all those things are massive, massive factors um, in social media and having to control it. So, of course, they control the social media, but it's crazy that these these actors pretty much sign off all their social media rights um, in doing this. So that, that's another really rigorous one. And, and Aurora loves to take her random pictures and post them on social media and things like that. If you guys haven't looked at the Facebook page, you know, she loves posting pictures of her working in front of the microphone and stuff for these podcasts. So if you guys haven't seen those, go to the Facebook page. The link's below. Check it out um, and see her working hard. But yeah, she would be so upset if she couldn't post random pictures of herself and stuff. She loves different outfits and all that stuff, trying them on, and she doesn't want people telling her what she can do with her social media. So again, really difficult kind of thing there um, for these actors to sign away. Um, next is script secrecy, okay? And this is a big one because the actors many times... So Okay, so think about it this way. Put your mind in, in my shoes of how I'm telling you to think. You are going in to read a script of something that you're going to be portraying, okay? You go into a room by yourself, no windows, no doors, at night, no windows on the door, um, just you in a room, and you're reading the script, okay? Straight through, you got to read your script, your parts, and that's what you're sitting there and you're doing, okay? Now, you finish yours, you get out, and then later, you know, everybody's brought together to do the scene, okay? Or scenes um in some situations and so they're all brought together so you're psyched up you kind of know what you're doing you kind of know what's going on you're starting to develop chemistry as you're doing takes and things like that and then randomly you come up on a scene and they're like okay you remember how you read this scene and this is what you're doing this is actually wrong here's your real script because we couldn't tell you what the real thing was because you might have told someone so now here's what's really happening you're actually dying in this scene what mind blown right so you sat in a room by yourself like you know almost like you're you're mentally unstable it should have a straight jacket on you're reading these scripts and then you go in and the script that you read is not even the real script so now you have to adjust on the fly and do a great performance still um and it's very jarring the things that change you know tom holland i have so much respect for him and i so i have so much respect for all these actors that are a part of this because tom holland got there and spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen infinity war or endgame do not listen okay i'm gonna pause for a second for you to pause or stop this okay i gave you a fair warning so spoiler alert past this um when it came up to the scene, the final scene for Spider-Man in Infinity War, when he was getting ready to basically die, okay, he thought something else was happening with the script because that's what he was told and that's what he was given. They come up, they're shooting the scene, and randomly in the middle of it, director comes over to Tom Holland and says, okay, you're dying now. We're going to shoot a picture of you close up. This is how it's going to be, and you're dying. So do it. Wow. Wow, guys. How hard is that? How difficult is that? Okay, so these actors are very big in their art. It's very hard to do what they do, and all of a sudden, it's being thrusted on you to put on a great performance of a shocking change in your character that you've been working up towards. 
So amazing. He did a great job with that scene. I can't imagine all the other scenes that this has happened for other characters, but very, very interesting. Very cool. Um, how Marvel is like keeping everything hidden, even from the actors. So they get real reactions and stuff. I get that. That's cool. But man, so difficult, so difficult. So a lot of respect for all these actors in these films. Next is extensive background checks. So they go back through all your social media, things like that. They check all the articles and things, anything that you have said publicly and stuff like that, statements you've made, and do background checks. And this is really important right now because obviously this wasn't done when Jack Sparrow was casted by um, Johnny Depp. And so Johnny Depp obviously was grandfathered in to be able to do Fantastic Beasts and things like that um, because people kind of overlook certain things. But, um, you know... This will prevent those things from happening, having to recast main characters and stuff like that. So I'm really a fan of this. I think it's great because we don't want to see these characters recast and stuff. It changes the content. And then um, next is no stunts that are deemed too dangerous. Um, okay, so if a stunt is deemed too dangerous, the actor cannot do it. A stunt double is going to be doing it every single time. doesn't matter if they want to do it or not. So again, I am a fan of this. I think it's great because they don't get injured. It doesn't delay filming. Um, I, I mean, anything you can do to protect them, right? I think it's great. Um so I don't have a problem with that. So anyway, wrapping this up, guys, um, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today. Um, we will be wrapping it up. But again, Aurora had issues with the diet, uh, issues with the social media. Um, you know, she'd probably have issues with script secrecy. She doesn't really keep secrets very well. So yeah, there's a lot of things. Basically, you are writing, you're selling your soul away when you are writing to do these films with uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Disney. And yeah, for some, it's great. It's amazing. But you might want to have some second thoughts now. You might think about it a little bit more if you're like, oh, I would love to do that. Or man, that's such a dream job. Maybe it's not that much of a dream. It always looks better on the other side. But man, it's really difficult for these people when they really get into it. And um, I think a lot of them probably would change their mind a bit if they knew what all they were getting into when they signed some of these contracts and deals. So um, yeah, anyway, you won't be seeing Aurora in any Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Again, Aurora is the two-year-old dachshund on the cover art of this podcast. Um, you won't be seeing her in any Marvel Cinematic Universe films uh, anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I hope that it sheds some light for you guys. I hope you, uh, you know, can take a second and respect what these actors and things are doing out there with all the things that is on their shoulders and the stipulations that are on them. Um, I admire them so much for being able to do what they do. And I hope that you guys can as well. But, uh, yeah, with that being said, I will, uh, let you guys get back to your day. Um, so yeah, have a great one. Yeah.